we are living in some uncertain times and uncharted waters and uncharted courses. But guess what? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. This ain't taking him by surprise. So I don't know why the people they that calls them by his name think it's surprising. Amen. He already put it in his book it was going to happen. We just got to live through it. Amen. So enjoy life. Amen. Praise God. Not fearful. Amen. Amen. We're going to serve him with a pure heart fervently. Amen. So we want to get it back in our lesson again this morning. Amen. We've been talking about Jude. Amen. And we have looked at Jude and we have, you know, we began to explore into this thing. And we have come to realize about Jude here now. We've discovered that Jude is the Apostle Thaddeus, which was one of Jesus' disciples. Amen. And so he has something to say. We have discovered that Jude is the brother of James. Amen. Which would be one of the pillars in the church. Uh, Amen. We know that Peter, James, and John was the pillars in the church. Amen. And so Jude lets us know that he's the brother of James. Amen. And he warns us, amen, against false teachers, as we see that with all the disciples that is written, uh, even Luke, which is, uh, was hanging out with Paul and, and the other disciples. Uh, they all seems to write in the New Testament to give us warnings, amen, of the false teachers and the false things that would come. Even Jesus in his epistles, uh, um, excuse me, in the gospels of his writing continually to warn his disciples of false teachers and, and false prophets that would come. He, he had given them warning and we see that the writers now of the epistles are trying to keep us in remembrance. Jude also, he calls us to remembrance, amen, that they all had a common salvation. He wanted us to continue to never forget that we have this common salvation. If the church ever wake up, uh, if those that call themselves of the name of Jesus, uh, of those that who say that they are Christians uh, ever wake up and realize we have one salvation, and that salvation is in Jesus Christ, the church is going to be hard to be reckoned with. Uh, amen. The church will be so much stronger when people come into the revelation of the knowledge of the truth. As Paul says in Ephesians 4.11, and he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ until we all come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man and to the measure of the statues of Christ that we be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Amen. By the slate of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to the see, but grow up into him who is the head, even Jesus Christ. If we all get this in our hearts and in our minds, the church is going to be hard to reckon with. 
And so he gives us a history lesson here. Jude takes us back, uh, amen, to how the children of Israel was led out of Egypt and through the promised land. And he warns us and he shows us how many of them died in the wilderness because of their unbelief. You see, once we come into this relationship with Jesus Christ, we've got to believe the word of God. The writer of Hebrews tells us that. They couldn't get in because they'd never mixed their word that they heard of God with their faith. When we hear the word of God, we've got to add faith to it. Amen. Because faith comes by hearing and it comes by hearing the word of God. And so once our faith is stronger, amen, in the Lord, we will see, we will move forward and progress more and stronger uh, and towards the things of God and God. Amen. So Jude gives us a wake-up call. He calls us to remembrance. Amen. The book of Deuteronomy, uh, the whole book is Moses uh, bringing the children of Israel into a remembrance of how God led them out, what God had did with them and showed them before they got ready to go into the promised land. You have to understand now the book of Deuteronomy Moses, this is a whole new generation because the other generation has already died off, amen, in the wilderness. And the only ones of the old generation that's getting ready to go into the promised land is Caleb and Joshua, amen, with their folks into the promise, amen. And so as a remembrance, is a call to don't forget, amen, what God has done, amen. And Jesus even tells the church at Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2, verse 5, Jesus tells the church at Ephesus, he says, Remember from whence thou hast fallen and repent and do the first works. <coughs> Excuse me. Unless I come and take your candlestick out. Amen. We've got to realize, we've got to remember, amen, where God brought us from. Don't ever forget that. Amen. You got a testimony. That's the purpose of your testimony. That's why the Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Your testimony, how God brought you out, how God delivered you. Amen. You've got to maintain that and never forget it so that you keep pressing forward. Amen. In the things of God. So we don't ever want to forget these things. Amen. The church has to be warned because we do. We we forget things. People forget. You know, so this is why the, the church is designed to keep you in remembrance. To bring you back to that remembrance constantly. Amen. It's a warning call. Amen. And I'm afraid that this pandemic is causing a lot of people to forget what God has already done for them. There's all, many of them has already started trusting in man over God. You know, they, they've already turned their hearts back to, to the world and the ways of the world instead of trusting in God because of a pandemic. You know, so we, we, we got to be remembered. I brought to remembrance of these things. Amen. They've already forgot how bad their lives was before they came into a relationship with God and what God has done for them, how he's brought them to the truth. They've already forgot these things. Amen. They have got, many of them is already starting to forget the importance of church. 
Amen. They're already starting to forget. They're just laying around, probably most of them in their house today in the pajamas. They didn't get up there. They're becoming slothful. You know, what is what Solomon says in Proverbs 24? I went by the field of the slough, and the man void of understanding was all grown over, you know. And I, he says, and I looked, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. Poverty is going to sneak up on you and like an armed man. See, you can't be slothful. You, you, that's what the enemy wants. He wants you to lure you to sleep. He wants you to sit there in your pajamas. He wants you to sit around and not, you know, be ready for war. You know, you got, you're a soldier in the Lord's army. You've got to prepare for war. Amen. If not, he's going to take you out. Amen. He's going to sneak in your house. Amen. And he's going to take your children out. He's going to take your wife out. He's going to take your husband out. Amen. He's going to take you out. Amen. Because you're slothful. You're not, you're becoming unkempt and, and not on the alert. Amen. There's no devotion being done in the house no more because everybody is just relaxing, amen, everybody's just taking a chill pill, amen, and laying back, amen, they're not getting up, they're not praying, they're not seeking after God, they're not reading the word of God, so the enemy is slowly luring them to sleep, as Paul says, I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind will be corrupt from the simplicity that is in Jesus Christ. Amen. They've already forgot the holy writ. They've already forgot. Most of them, amen, you ask them what the word of God says, they don't have a clue. Amen. They're returning back to Egypt. They have already forgotten that Jesus told us that these types of things would happen. The word already told us. And Jesus said, when you see these things coming upon the earth, he says, look up. He didn't say, don't look down. Don't go in the hiding. He says, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Amen. And so we can't sit and be fearful and murmuring and complaining. Amen. We have to be looking for the soon coming and the mercies of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. If I can't feel safe in the house of God, I can't feel safe anywhere. Amen. In his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there is pleasure forevermore. Amen. So I've got to follow the pattern. Amen. That's been given to me. And so Jude is trying to give us a wake-up call here. And verse 10, Jude says, But these speak evil of those things which they know not, uh, but what they know naturally as brute beasts in those things, they corrupt themselves. Now, last week we saw that the same thing that Jude says here, Peter had already written in his epistle in 1 Peter chapter 2. Peter uses the same passage here in his as well. And if you were to go back, you will see that this is what Peter brings out in his epistles as well. Amen. See, when people don't know the truth, what they do is they speak evil of truth. They speak evil of dignity. Amen. Think about you and I. Amen. How you took the Lord's name in vain many times when you was out there in the world. Amen. Drinking or whatever because you didn't know. 
You didn't know God. Amen. When I'm doing evil, I'm going to speak evil of people. Amen. I'm going to talk about people. I'm going to say all things falsely that I have no clue what I'm talking about. Amen. And this is usually what happens when people walk away with, from God. Amen. They be, allow themselves. Jesus says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh to and fro the earth. Uh, and he comes back. But when he finds the house clean, he gets seven more of his wicked friends. And the man becomes seven states worse than he was before. This is why when people backslide, usually, amen, they just go crazy. They get corrupt, amen. They get turned evil, amen. And they start blaming the church, amen. They start talking negative about the church and evil about the church and evil about Christians and evil about religious things because they forgot the truth, amen. And so this is what Jude is trying to say to us here. And they start acting, amen. Notice what he said, like brute beasts. They start acting like animals, Amen. If a few weeks ago, if you remember, amen, what did you see in the streets? I mean, people are acting like crazy animals running all over the place. Amen. Being foolish in a lot of ways. And that's what happens when they don't know God. Amen. They turn to their own lust. They turn to their own wicked ways. And as a result of that, they start speaking evil of dignity. They start speaking evil of leaders and people that they don't have a clue about. Amen. This is what happens when you start listening to false teachers and false directors and people that are leading you the wrong way down the wrong path. Amen. So, therefore, you have to be careful here. So, Jude said they start acting in like brute beasts. Amen. And they're running after the ways here, he says, of Korah and, and Cain. Amen. He says, war, verse 11. He says, war unto them. When you hear that woe, amen, you better wake up. Amen. Because there's some judgment that is coming from God. Amen. Because when God gives a whoa, 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 you know, he said, hold on, something evil is getting ready to come down your pathway. He says, woe unto them, for they have gone in the ways of Cain. What do we know about Cain? Amen. We go all the way back to Genesis. We know that Cain slew his brother Abel. Amen. There was no love. For some reason, Cain got jealous uh, uh, evil something happened uh, with his brother Abel against his brother Abel that he chose uh, to destroy his brother. Amen. Now you stop and think what is transpired in our world today. People are killing people left and right. Amen. Brothers against brothers and sisters against sisters and families against families in their own home. Amen. People are killing each other. Amen. So we have to be careful here. So Jude is trying to give us a wake-up call. He said, they've gone the ways of Cain. They've running greedily at the heirs of Balaam for reward. Amen. Notice here about Balaam. Greed is starting to go crazy. Amen. The Everybody is going after the old money green. Amen. It's greediness and gain. Amen here. They want more. They're not satisfied. They want more, 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 more. This greediness is getting crazy now. Amen. It's as though the writer says, those that have, as though they don't have not, Paul says. Amen. So they're going like Balaam. Amen. Balaam, 
Amen. God told Balaam not to go, but he still wanted to go. Amen. So God, when God tells us in his word not to go, we don't go. Amen. We stand still. We wait upon the Lord. He goes on and he says that he's gone in the ways of Korah. Amen. Many Korah, if you go back and you look at Korah, who was Korah? Korah and his henchmen, they rose up against Moses. Amen. And they said, we can do this ourselves. We, you know, you, we can, God is with us too. Amen. And so they rebelled against spiritual authority. Amen. And we see that as transpired today, even in the church. Men are starting to rise up against the leadership of the church. And they're rising up against other leaders. And we know what happened to Korah. God opened up the land and swallowed them up. Amen. So these are things. So Jude has given us a a warning here. In verse 12, he said, These are spots in your feast of charity when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Amen. People don't seem to have fear anymore. Amen. They don't seem to have fear against anything anymore. And so, you know, this is where we are. Paul even told Timothy in the last days, perilous times shall come. But men should be lovers of their own self, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. You know, so people don't have fear for God anymore. They don't, they don't fear God. Amen. They, they're not reverencing God. They don't, they don't care. They just think, I got it made. I did this myself. What does Solomon says in Ecclesiastes? He says, though a man sin or sin a hundred times, and he lives to be a hundred years old. He says, guess what? He says, judgment is still coming. You ain't getting away. That's what he's saying. So he's, they're trying to give us a wake-up call here. These are spots in your feast of charity, in your love. You're trying to love people, and people keep doing wrong, you know. They sitting there with you. They're eating. How many times have you been, a, 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 you know, <laughs> you, you're setting out the dinner or, or you're setting out a, a church picnic or church potluck or whatever, you know, and you're trying to love folks and people just keep doing wrong. <laughs> you know, spots in your feast of love, man. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, notice what he said. Clouds without what? Water. Notice, when you see the clouds moving across the sky real quick, ain't got no water in them. That's why. You can see the clouds just pass. You go, whoa, that cloud was just there. The wind blows it. But when you look up there and you see it black and stable, guess what? It's full of water. It ain't going nowhere. It's getting ready to burst. You know, so what's the analogy Jude is trying to get us to see here? They're unstable. That's what he's saying. They're unstable. They're just going. They're just moving. There's no stability. Paul tells us in Ephesians 3 that what? We are to be rooted and grounded in love. We are to be rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ. That's why David said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standing in the seat of the scorn, scorn, nor standing in the way of sinners, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in the law that he meditate." 
day and night. He shall be like a tree which is planted by the rivers of water, who shall bring forth fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. See, you're, you're supposed to be stable. You're supposed to be rooted. You're not supposed to be waving up and down. James says, amen. He talks about this thing as well. See, as a Christian, I've got to be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the things of God. Amen. I can't be letting be moving constantly. This instability. Amen. Jumping here and jumping there. We've got to be stable in Christ. Amen. As Paul tries to show us and Jude is trying to tell us here. He says there are clouds without water, carried about with winds, trees without fruit, withered. Amen. If I say I'm in Christ, then my fruit should be good fruit. The fruit of the Lord. Notice what James says here in James chapter 3 at the end of of his epistle, he says, uh, start with verse 14. He says, if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. For this wisdom descend from a, not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So, so God's fruit, amen, if I'm in Christ, my fruit is not supposed to be withered. Amen. It's supposed to be good fruit. Every good gift, James says, and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light, in whom there's no variableness or shadows of turning. God is true. His fruit reproduces itself. It's not withered fruit. It's good fruit. But what happens when we follow false teachers and false prophets, what transpires is our fruits begin to fall away. Amen. It withers up. My love starts withering. My joy starts withering. Amen. When people don't have love, when they don't have joy, when they don't have peace, when they don't have long-suffering, when they don't have gentleness and faith and meekness and temperance in their lives, they ha- you have to ask yourself, amen, am I really rooted and grounded in the Lord? Amen. I've got to stay committed. I've got to stay connected to the vine. You remember what Jesus says in John fifteen five: For without me, you can do nothing. Amen. So Jude says here, amen, again in verse 12, amen, they are fruit withered. Trees whose fruit is withered without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. My goodness, twice dead. I was dead before I came to know him, and now I go away from him, I'm dead again. That's why Paul says in Second Corinthians 4, he says, if this gospel be hid... 
is hid to them who's lost, and whom the gods of this world is blind that the minds of them that believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ, who's the image of God, should be revealed unto them. Twice dead. Notice, plucked up by the roots. In other words, you've been uprooted. You remember when Jesus came to the fig tree and he was looking for fruit and he didn't find any? What did he say? Pluck it up. Get rid of it. Dig it up. Amen. Why should it cumble at the ground? Get rid of it. Amen. Because they don't have any fruit. And I'm afraid that's what's going to happen here pretty soon is God is going to start rooting people out. He's going to start pulling them up by the roots. Amen. And, you, and notice what Jesus says in John chapter 15. He says, they're cast into the fire and they're burned. Amen. In other words, it's a type and shadow of hell. Hell is real, whether people want to believe it or not. And that's what God is trying to give us a call. And this is what Jude is trying to let us see here. Verse 13, Jude says, they're raging waves of the sea. Notice, you ever been out to the sea? You ever been to the beach? <laughs> the waves are coming constantly. Waves just rowing, rowing, rowing. Amen. Sometimes they're little waves, but then all of a sudden they're big waves. Amen. And all of them, when they hit the shore, what do they do? They're foaming out. They bring foam. They bring junk to shore. Amen. They're just foaming out. And then they go back, and here comes another. Amen. And so what, what is Jude saying? They're just foaming out of all their filth. They're just bringing out all their filth. Because that's what happens when the, when the waves come to shore. Amen. They're bringing all the junk out of the sea. That's why when you go along the shore, what do you see along the shoreline? All the, the junk that's been thrown out the sea. Amen. And so as a result, this is what he's trying to see. They're, they're throwing up all this foolishness. And that's what Peter says. It's like the dog that's returning to his vomit. And like the pig that was washed in the mud is, is go right back into the mud again. Amen. So they are wa- raging waves of the sea. Instability. This all passes. Here he's trying to let us see the instability. What happens when we're not stable? and steadfast in the Lord here. They have no rest. A lot of unrest uh, is going on. Amen. I, I, I hear it all the time. People say, oh, I'm so tired. Amen. They don't have any rest. Why not? Amen. When God says, amen, he'll keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. As Isaiah said, with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. Wherefore, if he says what? This is the rest which shall call the weary the rest. And this is the refreshing. The Holy Ghost is the refreshing. Amen. The Holy Ghost is the peace. Uh, that's why Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your soul. Amen. I've got to have rest. Uh, Amen. I love my rest. I get my rest. Amen. Because God is the rest. Praise God. And as long as I'm rooted and grounded in Him, Amen, I'm not going anywhere. I don't care what happens. Uh, My roots are down. I'm staying stable. Praise God. Not some raging and raving, raging waves of the sea here. Amen. Wondering stars. Amen. Think about it. 
What is he talking about? Wondering stars. You go out at night. What did God put in the sky? The stars to give and the moon to what? Gives light by night. Amen. And so when the stars are wondering, they ain't going to give any light. Amen. You, they, they, you've got to stay put where God puts you. You're designed. What did Peter says in 1 Peter 2, 9? You are chosen generation. You are royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him that called you out of darkness to his marvelous light. Amen. You've got to shine bright. Amen. Now is the time to be that star. Amen. You don't want to be a wandering star. Amen. You want to be the star that God placed you in, in his kingdom. So you can shine bright, amen, where you has planted you, amen, just like those stars you see at night, they're there, amen, and you want to be there, so you are given light, praise God, not wandering all over the place, to whom is reserved the blackness and darkness forever, notice what he's saying here, he says all this is going straight to hell. That's what Jude is saying. If your root, your fruit is withered, if you're being plucked up by the roots, amen, you're like a raging water, waves, instability. He says your course, end state, your fate is hell. Amen. So we have to realize this, and, and we've got to be ready to be stable and steadfast and unmoving. So he calls us, he gives us some lessons here. He's given us a remembrance call. Amen. Verse 14, he says, In Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to do what? To execute judgment. Now, you know what? I've never read anywhere in Scripture that Enoch preached anything. But guess what? The Scriptures in the Bible, and all Scriptures is inspired by God. So guess what? Enoch preached. <laughs> he, he preached that God is coming. Amen. Amen. So, you know, Hebrews chapter 5, he says, by faith, amen, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Hebrews 11, verse 5. He says, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. But before his translation, why? Amen. He goes back. He says, because God translated him. He says, but before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Amen. So, so something Enoch was doing right. Enoch was living right, and as a result, when I count the days, when I go back to Genesis and look at Enoch's uh, lifestyle, Enoch walked with God 300 years before God took him. Amen. But Enoch says that God is going to come and he's going to execute judgment upon all the, upon all and convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and all their hard speeches, amen, and ungodly sinners have spoken against him. 
Amen. God is going to execute judgment. He's coming. Amen. Throughout the scriptures. Amen. The Bible tells me and the book of Psalms. Amen. That God is coming to execute judgment upon the earth and righteousness and and truth. And then one passage says he's coming to execute judgment and righteousness and inequity. Amen. God is going to be fair across the board. So we need to get it right and realize, amen, that judgment is coming and judgment is here. And Jesus is saying, no man knows the minute of the hour when the Son of Man shall come, but be ready. Amen. So Judas says, God, Enoch prophesied. Amen. If you go back and you think about it, he was the seventh from Adam. So you can see that God executed judgment upon the earth and Noah built the ark. And the whole world before Peter says was destroyed. Amen. That whole world was destroyed. And it's all a wake-up call and a remembrance to you and I. Jesus says in John chapter 12, Jesus says in John chapter 12, or the writing here in John chapter 12, verse 48. Jesus says in the red letters here, they said Jesus said it. I, I just said the Bible said it, okay? He that rejected me and received not my words hath one that judge him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Amen. The same word that you and I here have is going to judge us at the last day. Now, John writing again here in the book of Revelation and chapter 20, excuse me, and verse 11 through verse 15, and I'm going to come to a close here. John has given us a glimpse here at the last judgment. Now, notice what he says here in chapter 20, verse 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead was judged out of those things which was written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which was in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which was in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell was cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Amen. That does not sound like me. It all goes to heaven, and it doesn't sound like to me that everybody's in a better place. Amen. Praise God. So we have to make sure that we stay committed, that we stay rooted and grounded in this precious truth. Amen. That our fruit is good fruit. Amen. And we are bearing more fruit. Amen. Each and every day. Praise God. Father, we thank you again this morning for this lesson, O God, that you will continue to guide us and direct us and lead us, God, throughout this day. Continue to bless your people. Keep your hand upon them, Lord God. Move upon their hearts, their minds, their souls, and their strengths, O God. 
Let us continue to hold fast and true to the word that you have given us day by day and minute by minute. And we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take a small break. Amen.